This is a podcast by The Straits Times. You're listening to In Your Opinion, a podcast series by The Straits Times. I'm your host, Ernest Lewis. 1,000 youth participants were surveyed in a new poll on housing done by the National Youth Council, and it was released on January 17, 2023. More details of the poll can be found on the Utopia website. In our previous episode, we spoke with two single unattached youth at different stages in their lives about their thoughts, hopes and concerns about housing options in Singapore. This time round, We've invited a young married couple to share with us their journey in securing their first home in Singapore and other housing considerations. This episode is brought to you by the National Youth Council in support of Forward Singapore. So welcome to the show, Peirong and uh, Leon. Glad to have you on our show. Hello. Glad to be here. So, Peirong, I understand you managed to secure your BTO flat in 2021. Which area was this? Yep, this is in the Kalang Wampo area. Right, and you still managed to get this area. Were you surprised? Yeah, we were really surprised, but we, we found ourselves to be very fortunate and lucky. Mm, it's central. It's very central. And is it true that your new flat will be ready only in 2027? Correct me if I'm wrong? Yeah. Yep. So, how, how do you feel about that? I mean, what's the arrangement now? So, currently, we are staying at my in-law's place, mm-hmm. which is uh, Peirong's uh, grandparents. Okay. Where's that? That is at uh, Yo Chu Kang. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so over the weekends, we make certain arrangements to go to my parents' place. So mm. weekly, we are alternating between two homes at the moment. So Yo Chu Kang and? Uh, Ao Kang. Ao Kang, wow. Yeah. Okay. You'll have to do this for the next five years or so, right? Uh, Yeah, probably. Even the authorities actually did say that in the coming years, they will look to shorten that waiting time to hopefully three years. So... But obviously, it doesn't apply for you all, in a way. Well, I wish um, we would be superbly grateful if they could accelerate so that they shorten our waiting time as well. Because mm. I think these number of years till 2027 is really very long. And we don't yeah. know what will happen during this whole period. So so that's why there's, there's quite a bit of uncertainty here. Mm. Yeah. And, and both of you are 33. Yes. And how long have you been married already? A year. A little over a year. Okay, so you still got to wait till about in your late 30s, right? Before you finally get a place of your own. Family plans, does that affect you all? Very much. I would say very much. Um, mm. I think because you don't really have your, your own home. Although we're very grateful to have a, a shelter and a, some place to live right now. Uh, there, there are lots, yeah. lot, lots of concerns. So one of them is um, space constraints. And yeah. when I talk about space, it's not just the physical space itself, but it's also sometimes mental space, um, your psychological space, space for working, space for, for resting, space for even to, to have your own me time, yeah. and, and even intimate space, I would say. Yeah, because uh, work from home as well is a feature right now of modern life. And how big are the flats in Yochukang and Haogang where your families are? So my, my grandfather's place is a, a four-room flat. So it, it's the, the older generation kind of four-room flat. So it's slightly bigger than the, the newer ones. Oh, yes, uh, but yeah. it's still, because we have quite a number of people living there, um, it can get a little bit cramped too sometimes. Mm. 
and and Leon's place. His has his parents and his grandmother living there as well. So, uh, so in other words, it's about three generations staying under one roof at either uh, homes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So your burning concern for uh, public housing, let me just share with you the results of the uh, National Youth Council poll that was released on January 17, 2023, which is just a few days ago. The primary function of public housing, 83% said it was having a place to stay. Then 68% said having a safe place. And then 67% saying a place to build a family. So actually the top priority is actually just having a place to stay. Would you guys identify with any of these findings or would you rank them differently? Well, for me, it would be, I think all three are equally important to me because having a, a place to stay, that's, that's important. You have a physical roof over your head. But I think it's so important that the, the place is psychologically safe as well yeah. so that you feel safe going home so that you don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm fearful mm. of what's happening at home, um, the space, is it clean, is it safe uh, mentally as well. And of course, ideally, if you do want to have a family and start a family, space constraints would be one of the major factors as well. So, so I would say the top two first. And if, you can, if we can secure that, it would mean that we can then think about having a family. Because if our, our basic needs are not met, it would be difficult to think about having a child or have a few, a few more children. So the other point is also I was quite concerned about the biological clock, yes. <laughs> biological timeline that we have as yeah. well. Because I do know of the risks of pregnancy if you're older as well. So that, yeah. that would be a concern. And sometimes we have to weigh between whether we have a, a place of our own before we can start a family or whether we should start right now while waiting for a place. So does that mean rental? Does that mean moving out? How do we cope? I mean, these are real concerns. Okay. Were there, were there, uh, Leon, I wanted to ask you, uh, were there any of these options on the table for you? I mean, with Peirong as well. Did you think of a rental I don't know, maybe even in the resale market or was affordability out of the question in that area? So I think uh, currently we do have uh, some plans to look into rental apartments as well, right? But those are mostly for cases where, you know, what if all of a sudden our baby is popping up. So we, we really, I think the both of us, uh, we really value the space, both uh personal and uh, the yeah. family space, you see. And also, we have our own uh, way of uh, intending to upbring our own children. So, of course, the natural thing to do is to look for a separate space, home, right? To be able to bring up our children in a proper manner. Now, of course, you can still depend on your in-laws to help. But sometimes, you know, it becomes question of managing all these dynamics you know, if, especially when you're in the same house, you know, they have their own style of parenting. You might have your own style or your, your, your own concept of parenting. I mean, probably that's why Peirong is concerned about the mental space, the me space and all that, right? You yeah, abso absolutely. And, and it's interesting that you pointed that out because yeah. I only just had this conversation with a friend, a couple friend, and they, they have a baby and they're living mm. in their parents' place too. I think the space wasn't an issue, but what they pointed out that was a challenge was managing that different philosophies in parenting. Yeah. And they often had to weigh between maintaining the relationship with their parents <laughs> and in-laws versus how they want their, their, their child to be brought up. And that could mean quite a lot 
going on for them. Mm. Yeah, so, so that was something interesting that we talked about only quite recently. Yeah. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. Back to my conversation with a young Singaporean couple, Pei Rong, and her husband, Leon Lee, as they tell us more about their housing concerns and experience in Singapore. This episode is brought to you by National Youth Council in support of Forward Singapore. Pei Rong, Leon, I just want to bring back some highlights from the National Youth Council poll, which was recently released. In there, one of the, the questions was, what forms of support are most important when purchasing public housing? So the top line answer was 52% basically wanted low monthly payments. That's number one. Then slightly below 51% actually wanted larger housing grants. And then 40% wanted an assurance of getting a BTO flat. Do you agree? What's your view? Or do you have a different order? Pay wrong first. I would say securing a BTO flat followed by low monthly payments and then larger housing grants. Yep, larger housing yep. grants. And I guess that explains it because you guys have been working already for about six, seven years. Affordability is not really the top thing or you want to... Or do you think that is a problem and that's something that we still have to address? I would say one of the things that perhaps can be considered is housing grants for people with slightly higher income too. Because mm. if, if you compare the cost of living and what we are earning now yeah. versus how much we are paying for a flat, I think something can be adjusted there. Because for people who are getting married older, for instance, and who already are holding jobs for, for a number of years, mm. they might not be... Uh, eligible for, for some of these housing grants. How worried were you guys when it came to calculating for your first BTO? So I think uh, what we did initially was we did research through uh, using financial simulations and uh, mm. we find that actually purchasing a BTO upfront is a much uh, wiser choice, right? I think uh, partly because of the depreciating value that we see in HDB flats. The resale flats? Yeah, correct. Right. In the HDB resale flats. So you ha that is also another concern for you, right? That is factored into our financial simulations mm. and also, of course, uh, the combined household yep. income, how much we are earning. So that actually dictates what options uh, we can actually mm. go for. So, yeah, if, if I may just add in, uh, the other part is at that mm. point in time, the housing prices on in the resale market were very high and there was a high chance of having a rather high cash over value or people call yeah. it COV. Yep. Plus, um, because it was also during the COVID period and we checked and that at that point in time, the renovation fees were also really high. So imagine yeah. you, you buy a resale flat and then you have to renovate it or you have to pay the cash over value, the down payment, everything. There's a lot of upfront payment that you have to mm. make on the onset of, of getting it. And it was almost immediate. And we felt that it wasn't the most, the wisest choice because that would have an impact on us in the future. So we wanted to be a little bit more prudent in this sense mm. to, to make the choice of like a little bit like delayed gratification mm. while, while trying to, of course, managing the trade-offs in the short term is not easy too. So one of the findings in the poll actually stated that Housing bought flats should be used for owner occupation and not as an investment asset. And 49% agree, 33% strongly agree, and 15% disagree. What's your view and do you rank it differently for yourselves? I 
I would say strongly agree. What about you, Leon? Strongly agree too. Oh, how come? I guess you know it's really tough to 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 get to secure mm. a BTO flat. Look at look at the quota and the queue numbers. We it's just quite. Yeah. It can be very stressful for couples who really want to settle down soon, and and set up their own families. And and that wait uh, can mean a lot in between. The uncertainty it could mean mm. even broken relationships or, or a lot more challenges in between. And then you wouldn't know. I think a lot of people. I think I know of some people who didn't manage to afford their flat after that wait because their relationship had changed, or because they they were retrenched or or, or restructured, and and that that could pose a lot of challenges. And and I mean something that my parents and and Leon's parents think is the early years of your marriage is the time that you want to get to know each mm. other a lot more, and it's the teething time of that that married life relationship. <laughs> And you want to have that space to nurture this kind of long term foundation for yeah. for the long term yeah. in the long term. Yeah. Yes, and I think to add on, uh, there are many other modes of uh, investments, mm. and I would think we need to revisit the main objective for the, what's the core rationale of having HDBs to provide Singapore citizens with housing, affordable housing, and we need to. Ensure that you know we, as Singaporeans and especially our next generations, are able to enjoy this. So yeah, and I mean the affordability. If you look at the rates now, I mean the rate of your own flat. You know, are are you really worried that in ten years time, let's say I don't know, do you have younger siblings? Okay, how old? What's your younger sibling like? You know, in your late teens or something. Uh, so my younger sibling is two years younger than us. So okay. she is thirty one now. But she bought a flat earlier than us. She, so oh. she bought it in twenty fifteen. And um, just today I had a chat with her, and she's and I found out that the the price of her flat was our our flat was double the price of what she bought for the same uh, amount of unit space. Wow. Yeah, and, and that that is so shocking to us because it has shown how much house housing prices have increased within yeah, in just seven years. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it was so easy for you guys to overstretch yourself two years ago if you had jumped in then, right? Yeah, we're very we're very grateful that we didn't jump into the resale market because that would have been disastrous when I decided to leave my job. Hmm. And and actually, at each point in time, we did financial simulations with our financial advisors before we hmm. make huge decisions. And yeah. money and finances is always an important factor. And I think I'm I'm an advocate for doing sound financial planning so that you are empowered to make your own decisions in life. Yeah. And even that, when I was deciding to quit my work, we had to figure out whether it's possible. And we so we quickly found out that it's not possible for for us to just have one person working and the other not. So then it becomes like, how long can we sustain for me not um being employed for a while? And later on, how much? What is the minimum income I need to get in order so that we can. We can keep to our financial commitments and pay our mortgage as well. So, Peirong Leon, do you have any outstanding tips for young married couples like yourselves at the age about you know early thirties who might be listening to this podcast and maybe figure out okay, we've been working well. There's a good chance for this BTO. We've got the money. Let's dive in. It's not as simple, you're saying? Yeah, it's not as simple as that because apart from just deciding that you can afford that BTO at that point when you're, the both of you are working, things can very much change over that period while you're waiting for your flat to be completed. 
So say for instance, maybe you, you, you might lose your job or maybe you decided to quit like, like me. Or perhaps if you, if you decided to suddenly have a lot of children. <laughs> and all these would shape how much you can afford at that point in time uh, as well as in the future as well because you have to finance your mortgage in, in the longer term too. So making sure that you continuously um, review your finances, do the simulations and make sure that you are able to commit uh, the kind of lifestyle that you, you can live and yet at the same time afford your housing and your flat. And not overstretch yourself too early, right? Yes, of course. And to add on to payroll, I think uh, what we married couples, I think, should do is adapt to the dynamic situations in our life. So uh, things like, you know, all of a sudden uh, losing our job. I mean, ever since uh, COVID hit us, there were a lot of retrenchments going on and about, right? So uh, the dynamism in the work industries and of course in families as well, like if uh, our parents uh, fall sick, so it will also impact our financial situation and as such we, we need to be adaptable and uh relook into the financials right again and ensure that we can ultimately make things work yeah and also the other thing you mentioned is about your parents you know uh, you have to forecast situations for that you know uh, are they retired or still working so both my parents are still working uh, my, I, I come from a humble family so my parents don't earn very much and I always joke that I, my, my sister and I are their retirement plans as well as their insurance plans <laughs> uh, I mean we, we don't blame right. them because it's, it's really tough to save uh, because they're not earning a lot to begin with and, and you see with the cost of living rising I'm really very grateful that we, we both got to go to school and, and we, we managed to finish our undergraduate and our master's degree and we've really been very fortunate. And of course, with, with that, we want to be able to be responsible and support our parents as well in their, as they are ageing. And, and that's a cost that is not easily um, calculable. Okay, thanks very much for sharing your thoughts uh, as a young married couple on this topic of housing and your concerns for the future in Singapore. Thanks, Peirong. Thank you very much. And good to have you, Leon, for sharing your insights and thoughts as well. Thank you very much. Well, that's a wrap for In Your Opinion, a podcast series by The Straits Times. I'm your host, Ernest Lewis. And if you resonate with the points raised, do share this podcast episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to read more of ST's opinion articles, there are links in the podcast text description below. This episode was brought to you by the National Youth Council in support of Forward Singapore. Thanks for listening. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.